Because, you know, like uh, David A.R. White says, I saw that guy outside the jail when I was released. And he goes, and Jesus goes, you used the wrong verb tense, Rick. I am outside the jail right now. And I'm like, yes, we're all outside the fucking jail. You know what he meant. <laughs> but that's apparently not what he meant. What he meant is that I'm in all places at all times or something. Apostrophe R-E. I was talking. <laughs> mm, I, could, I could tell. <laughs> Jesus is such a dick. You know about the apostrophe R-E? <laughs> <laughs> that's new. God awful movie. 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 Welcome back to the Gamcast, where each week we sample another selection from Christian cinema because something has to be worse than the pizza in Chicago. I'm your host, Noah Illusions, and sitting to my immediate left is my good friend, Heath Enright. Heath, welcome back. Thanks, Noah. Uh, you know who's a good actor? <laughs> who's that? The Lord Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> he is delightful. <laughs> We've seen all of his shit. And sitting 81 miles to my right is my bad friend, Eli Bosnick. Eli, how are you this fine afternoon, sir? I'm fantastic, Noah. You're, you know, you, you know who just got inaugurated today, right? The Lord Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> no. He was there quite a bit. He Worst made news. quite a few appearances. Hey, for the first time in eight years, I get to wish the president dies. <laughs> That's <laughs> legal. That's legal, though. Just to Is wish it? that he dies of yeah, natural causes or terrorism, of, like or ringworm. instructing your audience to kill him. That's a totally like, promising them a free shirt. <laughs> that would be completely illegal, which is, which is why we don't. Do Just that. Now. So quick, Heath, tell us, what will the we be breaking down shirts. today? Whatever Eli mumbled, scratch. And we watched <laughs> The Encounter 2, Paradise Lost. It's the story of six people stuck in a hotel lobby in Thailand for no reason, where they get held hostage and lectured by a guy who claims to be the son of God. It, it's basically a subway preacher's wet dream, the movie. Yeah, right. Part Two. The <laughs> first wet dream was in a diner, apparently. And Eli, how bad was this movie? Well, if you love action dramas, but you hate that there aren't 50 unacknowledged minutes of smack talk about Buddha in the middle, <laughs> you will love this movie. It's a point break meets a pointless conversation. Yes. <laughs> pointless break indeed. And I feel like we should acknowledge right away that this movie is pretty much exactly the same as the last one, except for the first 10 minutes in the last five. I mean, even down to the racial makeup, right? We got the one Asian chick, a couple, a black couple on the verge of divorce. If you swapped out David A.R. White for a gang-raped teenage girl or just gang-raped David A.R. White, it would be indistinguishable. Oh, and, from the other and we would still send you a T-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> All right, quick, before any more felonies occur, is there anything you guys want to nominate this one for being the best at being the worst at? Uh, yeah, I'm going to say best worst disappearing stakes. <laughs> so like about a third of the way through the movie, Jesus Christ is like, oh, hey, remember those stakes you were worried about? They're gone now. Right. I don't want to get into the details, but that happens. Yeah, like, no, it, it would be like if in an episode of 24, he pretty much wrapped everything up by about 930 and then we just spent the rest of the time figuring out where we were going to go for lunch. <laughs> that would be way better than this movie. Yeah, well, uh, yeah. Can I go with best worst henchman? I, I don't want to spoil anything here, <laughs> but if you're number two just constantly wants to shoot people, probably better to post that listing on monster.com again. There is a character who a solid three quarters of his lines are, oh, the shit you rotten air. 
<laughs> well, yeah, but sometimes in an Australian accent, sometimes in a British, sometimes in a communist accent. It's yeah, <laughs> that's the variation in his character is the accent. Uh, I, I was going to go with best worst superfluous tsunami. Okay, so, like, this is so fucking bizarre. So, this movie starts off like the tsunami in 2003 killed, you know, this many people. But the tsunami then has nothing to do with the movie? No. Right? Like, I mean, there's a character, like, there's a couple whose son dies in the tsunami, spoiler. Um, But, I mean, there's no reason. It could have been in a car accident. There's no reason why it had to be a tsunami. Yeah, the only reason that this takes place where the tsunami took place is so that David R. White and his friends could take a vacation on a very clearly still open, like, yeah, cruise exactly. place. Yeah. <laughs> this is very, like, you know how they, they make that joke in Tropic Thunder about how, like, you only film in exotic locations so that you can, like, do a nice vacation there? That's this entire film. They were like, that diner was boring. You guys want to <laughs> do one in Maui? Ooh, Maui. Well, and, and of course, they went to Thailand, which, you know, I, I will give them a little bit of credit for that because they went to Thailand like sh- shortly after the tsunami you know they, a lot of people made movies there to try to bump up the economy and everything but they also did it because like the hookers are crazy cheap there too you know um, and also interestingly enough if they'd gone like over the northern border or over the southern border great amounts of this movie would get them hung to death for blasphemy <laughs> fun fact fun fact yeah, yeah. <laughs> let's try one more in Myanmar, man. All right, well, the longer we go with this intro, the longer it's going to take to hear Eli's impression of David A.R. White's Batman voice. So we'll keep the break brief, and when we come back, we'll tackle all the banal backstory that is The Encounter 2, Paradise Lost. Whoa, Eli. Dude, where did you get all of that? Oh, this? <laughs> Just my new groceries from the fancy, like, New Amazon grocery store thing. <laughs> Bet you guys feel pretty stupid for buying Blue Apron, huh? Wait, what? You uh, didn't you guys oh. see? Amazon just put out that super cool video. You don't have to pay at the grocery store anymore. You just no, take what not. you want and leave. It's even no. better nope. than Blue Apron, which like delivers fresh pre-portioned ingredients to your door because it's free. Dude, the, the, the new Amazon grocery stores aren't free. Nope. What? Yeah, they charge your amazon account you, you yeah. pay for it oh uh, well the no lines thing is cool with blue apron you have to like go to blueapron.com forward slash god awful movies to check out the menu and get your first three meals free with free shipping it seems yeah. like a whole but i mean you just get to- but eli you don't know how to cook i mean the, the point of blue apron is that they actually teach you how to cook Right. That's why people love how good it feels and tastes to create their incredible home cooked meals with Blue Apron. I, I, I mean, you got what is it? A head of lettuce, three carrots, and sixty four bags of Oreos. Vegan. Those are vegan. Um. Okay. Well, which store did you get this from? I thought the thing with Am- I thought that was just in Seattle. No, 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 no. It's all this. It's all the stores. I said it said it on YouTube. He robbed the store yep, again. Yep. He robbed the store again. Hey, Andrew. Uh, it's Noah. Yeah, happened again. No, I saw a video on YouTube. It was a it was a grocery store this time, at least. That's blueapron.com slash godawfulmovies. Blue Apron, a better way to cook. Okay, buddy, let's put these back in the bags. So. Nothing vegan! No! <laughs> hey, Thomas, how are you, man? Hey, guys, how's it going? All right, not bad, not bad. <laughs> So, uh, what's up? I I have no idea, and I'm a little scared. Uh, oh. Eli just said he wanted to have a meeting with all oh, of us. 
Okay, well, you know how we're going to ReasonCon this April, and we're doing a live show. Yeah. And you know how I said on Facebook that we're having a surprise guest? Yeah, yeah, dude, I saw that. What What are you talking about? Who is this? I've heard nothing about this. Yeah, I'm sorry I'm going to miss it. Uh, my wife's family is in town. and uh, <laughs> It's I... you! You're the surprise guest, what? Thomas. What? Oh, Jesus, dude. Surprise! Wow. You and us on stage at ReasonCon is going to be fun! Um, that, that's not how a surprise guest is supposed to work, Eli. The, the guest isn't supposed to be surprised. Yeah, sorry, it's, man. I I, oh, I I can't make it. I mean, my wife's family is in town. And oh, I nice like try, Thomas. But it's a little late for that. Already announced that it was you on our Facebook page. Oh, God damn it, he did. Why did we give him the password? I, don't. I thought we were going to know. your knock. Facebook page, Thomas. How did you... Eli! No! Come over. Cool. So, see you at ReasonCon, Thomas? <sighs> yeah, yeah, I guess I'll book a plane ticket and tell my wife I'm missing her sister's wedding. Get back here, Eli! Bring more! <laughs> David! David, how are ya? What's up? Fellas, how we doing? Not bad, not bad. So look, I can't tell you how excited we are to have you on board for the encounter too. Super thrilled. The uh the only issue is last time some people thought the movie was a little bit uh what's the word here? Um In the, insensitive. Oh, yeah, yeah. Hmm, really? How how so? Well, it's it's just that well, I you mean, um you know how you had like Jesus telling a teenage rape victim that she's gonna burn in hell but her rapist won't yeah and that Sting was gonna go to hell for just not believing in, in Jesus mm, okay yeah so we just wanted to make sure um you know that the, you know that that wouldn't be an issue this time around mm -hmm. oh to totally totally. Uh, okay, good. Uh, so, so why don't you just run the whole thing past us? Okay. All right. Shoot. Um, it's an action movie that's interrupted in the middle by Jesus telling a former sex slave and two parents that lost their son that they need to be saved while forgiving a drug baron and condemning a DEA agent out to stop um, him to hell, and it all takes place where a tsunami hit. Wow. Whoa, um, I don't know. I don't know if that's and at the end, I fight a guy in a pool. Uh, and, uh, okay, how much are you willing to compromise uh, on any of that? Zero percent. Uh, okay, we start Monday. Do we? And we're back for the breakdown. And as though to put the viewer's relative suffering through this movie into perspective, this movie is going to start off by reminding us just how shitty that tsunami in 2004 was. Yeah. <laughs> Right. Also start off by trying to tempt me with a bunch of Phuket jokes, you know. Yeah. Phuket and Bangkok are funny names. Yes, they are. I bet New York means like scat porn in Thai <laughs> or something like that. I, I bet so. I bet scat porn is like, you know, to the to people in Thailand is kind of like snow to Eskimos. It's like mostly most things <laughs> mean anyway. So the yeah, point I, is I'm moving to Thailand. <laughs> <laughs> And and we have these black credits being like the 2004 tsunami was one of the deadliest disasters in history, and I wanted it so badly to black out and come back up. This is why they deserved it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, basically, there was a problem of evil in the world, 
or was there the movie? That's uh, what we're about to get. Right. And that's the most fucked up thing. We already said that this never factors into the movie. So basically, that's their whole thing is like, no, Jesus had really good reason for that. He's going to hint at them later. Anyway. (laughs) So and also, like I saw uh, Bruce Marciano, the guy who plays Jesus, I saw his name and I'm like, holy shit, we have watched almost everything in his filmography, which is outlawed by the Geneva Convention. (laughs) If we weren't doing this to ourselves, it would be illegal. You're going to need yeah. plenty of jingly key grips in this movie, I'm sure. <laughs> oh, for real. And for a moment, there was hope because then, you know, we get a bunch of like shots of Thailand and resorts and everything. And then there's these four hot Thai ladies walking down the beach for a stroll. And I thought this could go somewhere. Yeah. Lesbian beach party. But no, no, but no. I need that uh, DVD back, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Never going to get it back. It's stuck in the DVD player now. Um, then we get some weird ass like wrong side driving as as a woman pulls up to a resort and honks and not just enough to like tell people that she's there no she honks for like 16 minutes straight mm-hmm. yeah and her husband runs out i guess they own the uh the resort or whatever and she's just there to tell him you know get your ass to work or whatever so he runs off uh to to tell his son something and this is where we get the first of several creepy jesus was he there was he not moments yeah again this very much sets up the dynamic of a horror movie but this time unlike we're trapped in a diner with jesus horror movie this horror movie is jesus knows what you did last summer so it's still a horror movie it's just a different kind of horror movie different flavor yeah but not by much yeah exactly so the uh the the father this character who we will later learn is named chris runs off to tell his son, his 22-year-old son, that the furniture's going to be there shortly and he has to sign for it. And, of course, the son is reading from the Bible just so that you can get the all square very early in this one. Right. And if anyone's <laughs> wondering what uh, Chris, who's going to be in this movie, looks like, uh, imagine a live-action version of Shrek for kids. This is what the donkey is. <laughs> he looks as much like the donkey from Shrek as a human being can look. <laughs> And also, kind of like Ben Stiller, but like in in Slumdog Millionaire 2. If he was the star of that, <laughs> I'm calling him actually Dances with Incisors for the rest okay. of my notes. All right. No, Is that's it? good. That's good. Um, and, and so, like, we learn right away that this son is he went to pre-med for like four years, but decided to be a... a pastor or something instead and the dad is super disappointed you know like you would be if you had just paid for your fucking kid to go to medical school for four years and he decided to do nothing with his life instead right and he goes i mean you could really help some people with by being a doctor he goes i'm gonna help some people with this and his dad gives him the look like you know what i meant don't do that come on <laughs> <laughs> i meant like the uh, help not the like uh, come on don't well- well, and also, like, th- th- this line is great. He's like, well, I mean, if you wanted to, you could just hang out with us here on this island paradise. We could use you here. And the the son's like, this isn't paradise, asshole. Only Jesus has paradise. And again, dad's like, okay, no, I get it. Can we have a, can, a, any sentence out of your mouth? No? Okay. So now we cut to a black screen where there's, like, a timer, like, counting down to the minute that the tsunami hits. So you're thinking, oh, okay, now the tsunami's going to happen. But no. Yeah, we then cut to seven years later. So like so like we need to know that the furniture at that resort is seven years old. (laughs) Right, right. The flashback is over. It's now now. 
as a title card. <laughs> I guess. Really? Also, they very clearly do the like 758 in zero seconds, which is based on 24, which is obviously what David R. White saw. Like, you know how a little kid will get super into Spider-Man? He'll watch some Spider-Man cartoons and he'll spend a week just like, I'm Spider-Man. I'm Spider-Man. It's obvious <laughs> that like, David R. White's parents went to bed early and he caught 15 minutes of 24 and he's like, oh yeah, that's my, the next one is 24 because it's going to say 758. Dot zero zero, and I'm an action star, and I'm gonna get you. Yeah, like halfway through, he watches Batman. Clearly, too. Yeah, uh, yeah, right, right, exactly. Uh, but we learn right away that he is a DEA agent. Actually, we don't learn that. We learn he's some sort of international cop or whatever, and he's tracked a drug dealer to this little town in in Thailand. But his boss won't let him arrest him because. He has to get weight on backup or be less rogue or something. Right. And there's this amazing moment where he's like, I got to take him down. And he's like, no, we need him to have evidence. He's like, damn. And then he takes out of his pocket his ID on a lanyard. Like he's at yep. a goddamn paper supplies convention <laughs> and puts it over his neck like it's a goddamn badge, like it's a police badge. Like you would imagine mm-hmm. an officer, like the way they display I'm a police officer in cop movies, that's what David R. White does with a lanyard that he's got around his neck and will keep around his neck for the rest of the movie unless someone takes it away from him. Right, and and also I love the fact that this like bleach blonde white guy with different colored facial hair is trying to blend in in Thailand. Yeah, just kind of, you know, hanging out. Oh, this lanyard? Why did I put that on if I'm trying to? Yeah, never mind. Um, And also we meet the bad guy here who definitely shops at Fly Pimps R Us. Kept expecting him to pan down to the fish in his shoes. <laughs> he looks like an extra from Old Male Prostitute the Musical. <laughs> Ooh, I have him as Hungry Hungry Alan Alda. <laughs> well, and, and he's one of those like vaguely recognizable actors. You know, you may remember him from his seminal roles in Chained Heat, Three Ninjas Kickback, and two episodes of Walker, Texas Ranger. He was in Three Ninjas Kickback. Yeah, he was. He was in Three Ninjas Kickback. Oh. This review is over. <laughs> so cool. When we started this show, we swore there were lines we would not cross. And that was no matter what members of the cast of Three Ninjas Kickback did, we would not bring this to their door. <laughs> Sorry, too late. So, and of course, he has one of those Jesus spotting moments as well, you know, where Jesus shows up and he even turns to his to his buddy and he goes, do you see that white guy? Like, like, that's what you would do if you saw a person It's like when I see Heath, I have to turn to someone next to me and go, hey, do you see Heath too? Or is he a ghost? And, and the guy's like, no, I, I can't. I can't see the guy. And he's like, oh, are you building the top six on IMDb? Because oh, that's why you can't see him. You have to be in the top six. <laughs> apparently also i love to because because like um david a.r white's like walking through the village just kind of like looking at thai children like andy wilson reordering inventory and he comes across these two kids sharing a a, a juice box and 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 just creepily stares at him for a really long time right and i wrote in my notes as a joke i want david r white to have a flashback triggered by soda and that is exactly <laughs> what happens i wrote in my notes fuck i need to start wishing for better shit <laughs> <laughs> and of course this is this is also where like the kid who's the spotter for the bad guys notices the cop and runs in to warn him um so and then of course we cut inside to the bad guy boardroom i think yeah 
This oh, is the, yeah. uh, the drug corporation of Mr. DeVille. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Evil Rob Reiner is back for more. Yeah. He looks like he's about to get raped by Lisbeth Slander or whatever. <laughs> <I mean. laughs> yeah. So he, so the, the guy who played the uh, Satan in the last movie is now the drug kingpin or whatever in this movie. And he's talking to Bruno, the pimp guy that we met earlier. Okay. And real quick. Does he have a team of little people on phones? Is that part of his drug cartel? What are they doing? Cold calls for heroin? <laughs> <laughs> like, how does that work? I'm uh, just wondering if you wanted any heroin. Uh, we've got great customer service. Uh, we're not one of the big guys. You know, it's really we're a person-to-person business. That's what I'm telling you. That was offensive. Well, but why are they all little people? Though? Oh, they don't talk that way. They don't talk that way. Fine. I guess we're afraid of the truth here on God Awful Movies. <laughs> They do not talk that way is no, the official no. position of this podcast. <laughs> yes, exactly. How come uh, I never get to give official positions? <laughs> to it's on the way. Everyone knows this answer to that question except for you, Eli. Everyone listening in. Um, so, And also, speaking of people talking funny, this is where we first meet Charlie, who is Bruno's sidekick. And immediately from the first time he starts speaking, I'm like, what the fuck accent is this guy going for? It will switch mid-sentence from Australian yeah. to British to... New Zealand, Japan, it doesn't, it's South crazy. Africa, yeah. Communist, like you said, yep. Capitalist. It sounds like me doing my Ray Comfort impersonation while lowering myself into a vat of molasses. <laughs> like, oh, hey, it's me. Oh, okay. Once you ick, it's, it's awful cold in here. It's warm and you, you do cold molasses? That's weird. <laughs> you got to warm it up and then let it cool. That's weird. You said we weren't allowed to make little people jokes. You know what? This is the problem. It goes back and forth and back and forth. The rules change. Most people don't know molasses is made out of little people. That's true. That's just a science. That is a science. They did yeah. a whole episode of Cosmos about it. So What's happening? I don't know. We're off the rails early is what's happening. So a little Thai kid comes running into the room, frightfully yelling white man, to which I wrote the Eli Bosnick story. <laughs> um, so all the, they're like, you know, oh, there's a cop outside. So then we, the bad guys run off and we get the like suspenseful running music. And this is where we get to watch David A.R. White compete with Gary Busey for running skills. Oh, oh God. And it's amazing because David R. White is just wandering about Thailand with a drawn gun to the absolute <laughs> non-reaction of everyone yes. he meets for the next 850 minutes? <laughs> Quite a while. But it's the best. At one point, he goes through like a little alley and he just starts like knocking over boxes in front of himself. <laughs> yes! For no reason. Just to be like extra dramatic. He like knocks them over and then half trips over them. It, it, he might as well grab an apple cart and like roll it over himself. Yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then trip on the apples like slapstick pratfall. It's well, so and stupid. that's what's so weird about this because they're clearly not going for comedy here. Why the fuck can't he run down an alley? The other guy just ran down this alley. Anyway. Oh, and there's an incredible moment where they try to do the like handheld camera swing. Yes. Who have, they, they obviously got someone who like visits the buffet twice a day to do it because you can practically hear the cameraman huffing and puffing as it swings. <laughs> and then the camera just sort of like, <gasps> <gasps> <laughs> that could have been David A.R. White walking. Uh, yeah, well, that's true. That's true. Yeah. But, and of Mizen course, Sen here becomes heavy breathing. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, so he's walking by this this group of people, and he's walking by them, by the way, as though their vision was based on movement, this family eating <laughs> their noodles or whatever. So now he finally catches up with Bruno, who has split up from his uh, his sidekick at this point. Uh, so he wants, he's, he's out to arrest him. Unfortunately, he's not allowed to do that because he's in some other person's country. <laughs> yeah, and basically... They, they, the Thai cops show up because he's like pushing him forward and they're like, hey man, you can't just arrest people in our country. And he goes, do you have an international arrest warrant? Which sure isn't a thing. Nope. And not then a we thing. later learn that he's a member of the DEA, which even if there were such a thing as international arrest warrants, that's kind of like a traffic cop writing tickets in France, <laughs> just being like, well, oh no. Right. Like, okay. So now there is such a thing as an Interpol red notice, which is a, basically the, the the closest thing to an international arrest warrant but that's a request for cooperation you don't just show up in somebody's country and start running around with a fucking gun with you you, you it, anyway yeah yeah right but he says do you have a warrant he's like oh man i think it's at the office and then the cop's like well that means the heroin dealer goes free so that's how that works yeah i'm paulie d from the jersey shore and i'm a cop in thailand now and he goes free also, he at, at this point, when they let him go, he goes, what's he paying you? And the Thai cop goes, okay, now you're under arrest for <laughs> meanness to an officer of the... It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. There was paperwork before, but now you're under arrest. Yeah. Well, and of course, he fights back like you would. And so he girly punches the cop, and then they knock him out with a slow motion log. <laughs> yeah, they're all like, oh, uh, looks like we forgot our nightsticks. Hmm. Good thing there's a perforated piece of balsa right here that will slow motion hit you over the back. With. It's like they just assumed Tai Chi came from Thailand and they thought everybody fights in slow motion there or something. I don't get the it. first awkward day of shooting. They're like, all right, now Tai Chi. <laughs> and go. Not us, guys. Not us. Do you have those planes from Star Wars? TIE fighters. <laughs> <laughs> Eli, I thought they us. were TIE fighters. He spelled it T H A I. Yeah, he did. He did. Yeah. <laughs> Fun fact: little people in those places. <laughs> That's why they never showed them. <laughs> I'm gonna have so much editing to do. Thank you, Eli. So okay, so now we cut back to uh, Bruno, who's meeting up with his goon that he split up from earlier, which was pointless since. The guy couldn't arrest him anyway. Anyway, so they go back to this hotel, and this is where we're going to meet Mimi, the Thai chick that's 48 years younger than this actor and is married to him in this movie, I guess. And is very clearly supposed to be the love story. At no point does this movie go, yuck. They're just like, yeah, no, that's the yeah, couple of the movie we 72 chose to year old and a 21-year-old, and they're, uh, they Drug have whore. a... Well, heroin love. Yep. <laughs> and, and she's mad at him because, like, he didn't bring her heroin... And so she locks herself in the bathroom and gets into the tub fully dressed. Mm -hmm. And I wrote in my notes, man, I hate it when you have a fight and she gets into the tub fully dressed. Don't do this. Come on. I'm not even gonna with you in the tub and the clothes on. Jamie. And the implication is she's going to commit suicide, right? I thought. Was it? So. It felt like it was. And he's standing outside the door, like thinking about this. It's a really weird moment. He's like, hmm, maybe suicide. Should I knock? No, I feel like it's tacky if I knock, but I feel like it might be suicide. No, we get like, I thought it was just like a pouty moment, like just like uh, Mimi, 
She was like, well, I want to go out for English food. And it's like, oh, that place is closed. And she gets in the tub with her clothes <laughs> on again. It's like, Fuck, yeah. Because it wakes everything else in the hamper wet, Mimi. That's why it's a problem. And then the whole wimp, and then it's mildewy. And the lady gives me a look when I bring it in. Well, then you can bring it in. If that's how you want to express your emotions, you can bring it in. Do we have get, any molasses for the tub? tub? We don't have any molasses for the tub. No. So then we cut over to Davy in jail, you know, for punching a cop and ghost Jesus is watching him as well. Yeah. Okay. Stalker Jesus. He's, he's in these weird unnatural positions each time. So far, like next time I want to see him swing in like Miley Cyrus on a wrecking ball or something. <laughs> Get creative with it. Uh, so then his chief comes and he's like, let him out. I got you one of those international pardons that comes along with those international warrants. <laughs> and I want to point out that this Asian chief, who we will only see once more in the movie, is wearing a lovely giant jade locket with what I can only assume is David R. White's picture inside. <laughs> yeah, but this is where we learn that they've agreed to let David A.R. White go. They've confiscated his gun. And a condition of his re release is that he has to go back to L.A. and stop being so damn rogue all the time. And he's like, mm, I'm going to keep hunting the Bruno guy. <laughs> the boss is like, please don't. You're suspended. Please come back to jail. He's gone. Like, so <laughs> yes, exactly. They, uh, David R. White obviously like, went back to his trailer right, to cry because he had to have his arms behind his back for more than 30 seconds. <laughs> and so that actor was forced to do that entire second half of the scene by himself. Just like, All right, turn in your badge and gun. Where are you going? Uh, nah. Don't. Come on. <laughs> it's just Don't. been revoked. I look stupid now. <laughs> so then he goes, He uh, Davey leaves the jail and goes to the Opium Den, discotheque, hallway of doom. What the fuck was this place? Uh, somewhere across the street from a giant pink spotlight. I don't know. <laughs> I guess, That's where he went. Yes. Yeah, but apparently he's going to see evil Rob Reiner, Mr. DeVille from before. Mr. DeVille. Get, get it? it? Yeah, subtle. And and Mr. DeVille's first line in this scene is literally, oh, that's right. I forgot. Your only vice is how much you hate drug dealers. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's not a... He goes, is that? yeah, you don't drink, you don't smoke, you don't gamble. You just hate a lot of drug dealers. That's kind of your thing. Yeah, and <laughs> there's this really confusing part. Maybe you guys can explain this to me. Nope. No? All right. <laughs> So an already no. I'm going to try anyway. So DeVille says he's like, all right, I'm going to give you a big discount on something. Was right. it drugs? Or he doesn't. The information of where Bruno it, oh, is. Oh, okay. A all discount right. on that? So like 50% off the cost of me telling you where this person is that I want you to murder. And then he gives him a gun. Mm -hmm. And they, they, he says, I hope we have a more permanent relationship in the future. It, I, I have no idea what just happened. Yeah, so I think what he's going for is if you had a gun, you could threaten me. And if you were still a policeman, you could, like, do me a favor. But since you can't do either of those, you would bribe me and I'll tell you where Bruno is. So I'm going to give you a big discount, which is apparently free, as well as a, a bonus gun because it's, it's BOGO. <laughs> Buy one information, get one gun free. Yeah. All and right. And then that hopefully later we can do a Dutch rudder in a hot tub. <laughs> okay. Well, <laughs> that all tracks. Um, <laughs> one other question though. So I don't understand. Do you, you, you're not supposed to like go up the 
dealer chain to the dealer well, right. above to catch the dealer <laughs> below, hoping he then rolls over on the guy you just visited and already know about. Just arrest the top. I don't. Yeah, right, right. Like he's like, man, I can't find this drug dealer. I'll go to his boss. What? Also, I, I watched this on YouTube and it had Czech subtitles. And I want to point out that because as he leaves this with the gun that evil Rob Reiner just gave him, evil Rob Reiner is cackling evilly. And they actually wrote out ha 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 in the subtitles because <laughs> apparently Czech people. How do, how do Czech people say hi? Yeah, right. I, I, it was ha ha ha, I guess. So, yeah. Ja, 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 ja. <laughs> so, there is no laughter in Czech. Yeah, right. right, right. That's what if it you is. Weren't so lucky you'd know that. <laughs> All right, so I don't know where Czechoslovakia is. It's not a place that exists anymore. Yeah, See? no, no, yeah, made up. There's a language though. There is a there is a language still. So yeah, no, it's the Czech Republic now. And um, Slovakia. So exactly. and and Slovakia. Well, yeah, but yeah, I guess they probably still speak the same language. Anyway, yeah, the geography <laughs> lesson is over. Now we cut to a speedboat. My music note here is: our lawyers insist that this is far enough away from the Miami Vice theme to avoid legal action. <laughs> My music note is: this computer is underwater. <laughs> and this is a weird section. They they put on a green filter all over everything. Yeah, for a second, and then turn it off, and then and then turn it on, on. and then turn it off, and there, we get like six cuts going back and just what color is everything? Just pick what color everything is. It's fine. I'll believe you either way. Well, and also, we need apparently a lot of establishing shot here, right? Because apparently Davey wanted to stand at the front of that fucking speedboat doing I'm the king of the world all day and night. And they're like, we're using this footage. <laughs> Guaranteed that came out of his mouth. <laughs> he shot a good 10 times. <laughs> so I think we need one more take. Okay, but David, can you not say we? You can take that out and post. <laughs> so... And now, eventually, uh, I guess he's where he's going on this speedboat is to the resort from the beginning of the movie, which is where Bruno's going. Why? Why is he going there? <laughs> Can you guys explain why he's going there? Nope. Because okay. uh, he's, he's got to go somewhere, I guess. Um, so, but before we get to that, we have to cut to the dad from the beginning who is sitting on the beach talking to his son's ghost. Yep. Yep. Which they don't explain right away. It's just him talking to the son. And then occasionally it it... it cuts to a different angle and you can't see the sun and it's just like okay i know you're going for something here because I, I i actually pay attention to these movies but like don't think that we wouldn't just assume continuity error <laughs> i mean i i always assume the characters from the first part of the movie are dead the next time i see them <laughs> <laughs> but yeah and apparently they're evacuating the island because of a, a, a storm that's coming or whatever so she comes up to him and she's like all right everyone's evacuated but us and he's like i don't want to go to the shelter i would play atari here and she's like fine i'm divorcing your ass and he and he turns to ghost son and he goes don't worry we're not going to get divorced i have something else in mind carry on you guys thought that meant he was going to murder her right <laughs> yep especially when he's got a gun. a gun yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> Pulls out a gun, but instead he's going to point it in the least suicidal way possible at his head. He might as well point this downwards at the top of his head. <laughs> Wait, would that not work? I feel like all the different ways you could point it at your head would work. No, there's only one way to find out and win a free T-shirt at the same time. <laughs> Dude, fuck. <laughs> but here, here's the here's the confusing part of the scene. He he has the gun out, uh -huh. but he's at the same time. He walks out into the water 
and as if he's going to drown himself and shoot himself? Yeah, well, it's, you, you want to like slit your wrist while you're falling off the building. Obviously. <laughs> yeah, a little bit of a spoiler. We will find out in the movie that his plan was to wait until the storm starts, walk out into the waves, and then shoot himself. And, I, and Jesus blows up his spot later in the movie. And I feel like that's extensive. Like, I wanted him to tie a noose around his neck. <laughs> also tied to, like, slits his wrists and takes poison all at the same time. <laughs> like the goddamn white spy in the black spy. Yeah, right, one. right. <laughs> But just as like as the so we see two quick cuts like the wife is running off to go divorce him and you hear Jesus's voice saying don't give up hope yet and then we cut to the dad and the dad's and, and Jesus is going put the gun down right but I feel like yeah he's like put the gun down. I feel like the whisper needs to keep going though like well right because also he's walk back on dry <laughs> land and don't stay on coastal Thailand during a tsunami. <laughs> like, it's not going to work out. Yeah, there were several steps here, yeah. So now we cut back to uh, Mimi and Bruno in a car. Charlie's try. Charlie is the, the, the sidekick Australian British bad guy. Um, and we just, we really need to hammer home the fact that Mimi is a heroin addict and needs her fix. Right. And Mimi's giving him the silent treatment because she wants her fix. He's mm -hmm. like, how you doing? And she's like, Ugh. and he's like, don't do this. <laughs> don't do that. Mimi. 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 So <laughs> this is what my phone looks like right now. Yes. <laughs> so and during this this car ride, evil Rob Reiner calls Bruno's goon Charlie and explains his plan. This is the dumbest plan. It is so fucking convoluted. He's like, Okay, so I sent that <laughs> cop from earlier to the place where you're going. So you let that cop kill Bruno and then you kill the cop. And he's like, I mean, Bruno's in the seat behind me. Do you want me to just, well, I couldn't. And we could have just killed them both at the office like moments you ago. You were there. We ran away to not do any of this. <laughs> what are you talking about? Don't question. I'm doing a whole plan. It's going to work. Just do what I said. I'm saying. And then. Bruno's like, hey, who was that? And he's like, oh, it was Mr. DeVille. I'm betraying you. Sorry, what? It's a girl. Some, <laughs> some lady. What girl? We're in Thailand and we just got here. <laughs> Mary? You mean they have different names? Am I right? Who's <laughs> uh, uh, uh. with me? Now nah, you're cranky because your girlfriend's joking. I get it. Just so you know, I fucking rocked that. We're like a comedy duo. You give it and I'll knock it right <laughs> <laughs> and then uh and then we get Davy showing up on the beach, you know, on his speedboat. It just so happens they have like, you know, whatever beach service to all the best resorts. Again, why is he showing up on a boat? I don't know. I'm sure they have roads that go to this resort. <laughs> like it's so I wanted him to start doing like weird show ups at everything. Like he right. parachutes from the beach to the main building <laughs> in the next scene and then takes like Power wheels between rooms. <laughs> no. He drills up from the floor to go to the bathroom. <laughs> yeah, right. now, I have a question about this boat thing. I will admit I don't know anything about boats. I don't know anything about boats. But he very clearly runs that speedboat aground <laughs> when he gets on. Like it, it gets a full six feet onto dry land. And I feel like... If that's how you arrive to places, like, is there a deleted scene where that guy who was driving him is like, okay, can I get a push? <laughs> My boat's fucking in the middle of the parking lot now. Yeah, right, right. No, no, there is no pier here or anything. He just pulls up to the beach and gets off. Yep. 
and this we get a glimpse into one of I think David Ayer White's magical powers. He does not stop being damp in his life. <laughs> so he jumps out of his boat into some water, but he's equally wet for the rest. It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter how much water gets on him. He stays the same wetness. Yeah, and I, I also noticed, okay, so when he pulls up there, the, the black guy that was about to kill himself is standing right there. Davy's first question, he goes, are you an American? And I'm thinking to myself, that is an odd question to ask a random black man in Thailand who you've just boated up to on a beach. <laughs> but he is. There's no reason why he needs to know that. Anyway, so he's like, um, you know, a bad guy's about to show up at your resort. Uh, show me around or something. Yeah, pretty much. Give me a tour. But then immediately as they turn around, like Bruno and Charlie show up on the other side and they just start a gunfight. Now, look, I don't know much about the law in Thailand and I hear it's a little bit looser over there, but I don't think you're allowed to just start shooting people for standing there. Which, By the way, black guy just joins the gunfight. He's like, fuck, I knew I brought a gun for a reason today. Pow, pow, pow. Well, he doesn't, he doesn't use it, too. though. He just holds up his gun like, oh, everybody's got a gun. I am so prepared for this shit. So stupid. And and we get possibly the worst, like, awkward gun pull ever. From <laughs> White. It's so bad. It looks like me trying to, like, open a condom wrapper. <laughs> same thing. And then we get a dive roll for, for no reason from Charlie. <laughs> like Jay and Silent Bob sneaking into the fucking lab. Yeah, just, exactly. He just jumps over a bike rack and yells, parkour. <laughs> no reason. It's incredible. There's an amazing moment, too, where he turns to the black guy and he goes, oh, by the way, we, we've hinted at this, but David R. White chose for this movie to do the Batman voice. Yep. So he will deliver all of his lines as. So he turns to the black guy and he goes, we've got to get out of here. But he says it with the goddamn enthusiasm of a Pequod's pizza chef. So they just like casually stroll up the beach for this gunfight. Yeah, and we get, again, we've already done this once, but now we get another 11 minutes of David A.R. White walking around with a gun, you know, like turning around corners to see if there's anyone there going bang, bang, and then have, having to have that removed in post or whatever. But finally, he comes across Bruno, who has a gun to the head of the the couple that owns the resort, Charlie and or um, uh, Chris and Helen are the characters' names. And they've conveniently lined their heads up so that he can do a Deadpool just in case David R. White doesn't go for it. It's a two for one. Also, this is very, very important. When David R. White is sneaking, we get a close-up of his shoes. And his shoes have no laces. Now, (laughs) I have no proof for this yet. But I would like to put forward a theory as we go through David's filmography. My theory is David R. White can't tie shoes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. What kind of grown-up has Velcro sneakers? <laughs> Embarrassing. Those are for exercise. Those are for exercise. <laughs> All right. So now... They're free at Payless if you scream. Everything's, Everything's free at Payless, free at Payless yeah. if you scream. <laughs> Payless, please take these garbage home with you. So now they've captured David A.R. White. He's given up his gun, you know, to save the innocent people. And they're tying him up in a room where almost the rest of this movie will take place. Okay. Yep. Just settle into this scene. It's pretty much all we've got left. (laughs) You broke it into scenes with like somehow just arbitrarily deciding when it changes. But my notes were just the rest of the movie was one big paragraph. Yeah, yeah, right. Exactly. Exactly. 
So, yeah, and and Bruno, like, introduces everybody all around. It's like, I know nobody's keeping track, so would everybody like to say their character's name? Maybe a short bio? I wrote in my notes, okay, quick icebreaker. I'm Bruno the Bear, uh, Charlie the Cat, Mimi the Mouse, uh, fuck. Uh, Oh, I messed it up. I messed it up. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. (laughs) I should have gone with a CH for Charlie. Fuck. Yeah. And also they 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 hint to you, they remind you that the black guy still has a gun. All right. Tucked into his shirt or something. Typical. That's uh, <laughs> your cut one. That part. We're gonna cut that part. <laughs> and and he he passes it off to his wife, but it never comes back. Well, it does, it does. I'll I'll point it out when it does, but oh, it's okay. a I long fucking time. It. Yeah, you probably had stopped to masturbate several times, taken a nap, uh, robbed the grocery store, a bunch of stuff probably you did. So, and now... No, it's free now. <laughs> and now we look out. At, oh, yeah, the, the fucking the patrons are going to have no idea what the fuck we're talking. You'll know at the end. I'm putting them at the end now. You listen to the ads at the end, because if we put them in the middle, some of you are like, oh, I like the ads that you work super hard on you. And you are like, I didn't pay for ads. And it's like, okay, I get it. I get it. But you don't say it in that voice. You're very nice about it. So so they're all standing around in this room and it's raining outside because there's a big storm. Remember, they were evacuating this uh, this resort and they look out and Jesus is just apparitioning outside. So Bruno grabs the black guy. He's like, hey, come here. Do you know who this guy is? Is Does he work for you or something? He's like, oh, yeah, that's the uh, that's the angel of death. (laughs) Right. That's his line. He showed up yep. right before God murdered my son with a wave like seven years ago. Mm-hmm. Definitely him. And and Bruno could not be less affected. He's like, oh, angel of death. Cool. Charlie, go kick his ass. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So the drug dealer goes out and and kidnaps Jesus. That's where we are now yep. in this film. Also, one of my favorite moments in the scene is the backhanded punch slap. Oh, <laughs> From Charlie, Charlie, the Bruno's sidekick guy, mm-hmm. just slaps nowhere near David A. R. White's face because he's angry. It's like it's like he's slapping away a silver tray of food that's unacceptable to him. <laughs> <laughs> like Eli slapping away a tomato juice that came with ice. Yeah. I've seen that a number of times. Yeah, and also, okay, nice so- try Chimichanga. <laughs> <laughs> nice try TGI Fridays waitresses. <laughs> I didn't order a Bloody Mary. I ordered a tomato juice with no ice, cooled. It's not hard. You chill the glass. Take the glass, put it in that little thing under the bar for 10, 20, maybe 25 minutes. If you're lucky. Do you want your 12% tip? It's a whole thing. I don't want to get into it. So they go in, they kidnap Jesus. They bring him into the room where the rest of the movie takes place. And the very first thing Jesus starts doing is flirting with the heroin chick. Yeah, he sits on her feet. Yeah. Like a goddamn stoner party where it's like someone's lying on the couch and you're like, whoa, whoa. And it's awkward because you can see the actress be like, I am supposed to be like in withdrawal. Goff me. Goff. Yeah. And by the way, anytime Mimi has a line, just get ready for it because, uh, yeah, that's, that, that's Eli's pre like the next date. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. If you ever thought the breakfast at Tiffany's was too subtle, you will love <laughs> Mimi's performance. So, yeah, so they ask, you know, who this, you know, who are you, angel of death? And uh, he says, I am that I am, except that it's this, he's got the nasally dorky voice, like their Jesus is going, like, I am that I am. <laughs> like yeah. Michael Keaton, nice. Batman. Yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> right. And just quick recap here. They've captured 
the Lord Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. That's the plot right now. Yes. That's, what, that's what's happening. And so he goes, he turns to the guy and he goes like, hey, do you work for Mr. DeVille? And he goes, do I look like a drug dealer? So they think that there's a thing called looking like a drug dealer and he doesn't do it. I mean, yes, you look like a fucking drug dealer. You look like everybody I've ever bought mushrooms from. <laughs> anyway. True. That's true. At a Backstreet Boys concert. <laughs> Just a grown up. Is your son here or daughter? Nah, nah. Just <laughs> love the music. And <laughs> Lance, Lance. <laughs> <laughs> yep and uh and now jesus starts uh cold reading the room yep no he's mm -hmm. like yeah you got yep. lots of friends but you often feel lonely <laughs> you have a scar from childhood on your leg don't not you don't yes no don't no, you yes were you not thinking of a red card <laughs> and of course this is also where we realize that charlie can't go three minutes without murdering someone He's you know, like constantly, every time there's a pause in the conversation, he's like, let me hammer this guy to a cross, boss. Come on. <laughs> it's absolutely fantastic. And this causes him to cold channel Charlie and goes, oh, Charlie, your mother loved you so much. You used to be so great. But your friends called you sissy. So you became a, a murderer. Yeah, like, like you do. <laughs> Weird motivation. You won't. Will too. Pow. <laughs> <laughs> Who wants some molasses? I love this line, too, because they don't even realize how pedantic this is, right? Because, you know, like uh, David A.R. White says, I saw that guy outside the jail when I was released. And he goes, and Jesus goes, you used the wrong verb tense, Rick. I am outside the jail right now. And I'm like, yes, we're all outside the fucking jail. You know what he meant. <laughs> but that's apparently not what he meant. What he meant is that I'm in all places at all times or something. Apostrophe R-E. I was talking. <laughs> mm, I, could, I could tell. <laughs> Jesus is such a dick. You know about the apostrophe R-E? <laughs> that's new. Also, he goes, they finally, they're like, all right, we well, ate the angel of death. Who are you? He goes, I'm Jesus. Christ. Like, <laughs> I totally want him to do the James Bond thing. Christ. Yeah. Jesus Christ. And, and Charlie's instant reaction is, oh, you're lucky my mom isn't here. She'd kill you way more than I want to kill you, which is a lot. <laughs> and then Jesus is like, come on, man, you can't kill me. You're not even Jewish. And it would break your mother's heart. Um, and then, of course, this is where Charlie's phone rings. Because Mr. DeVille doesn't seem to realize that when you're with the person you're trying to murder surreptitiously, you don't keep calling and asking if the guy's murdered. I will call you when he's murdered. Or just send a text or something. <laughs> right. But he, he answers and Bruno's like, oh, who is it? And Charlie goes, without answering the phone, he's like, it's wrong number. Yes. Which <laughs> We're just going to let that go? Okay, we're yep. going to let that go. For, yeah, why not? Congratulations. Your business has been select. Sorry, one second. I got to wait until they <laughs> let me push nine. Again, press one now if you want to. Just tell me what just, number I can push before I get taken off. The oh. <laughs> Sorry about this. And of course, this is where uh, Mimi would like to know everyone's backstory. <laughs> Well, first she's like, hey, can I get some fucking heroin? And they're like, no, we're all heroin deliveries late. We did it on Grubhub. We can see it's, it says your order is on the way, but it's not here yet. And she's like, fine, everyone exposit. Just do something. Right. Exposit. Does anyone have any trash talk about Buddha? Maybe? Wait. All right. I've been waiting for this for a while. This movie finally <laughs> starts trash talking Buddhism. And keep in mind, 
They went to Thailand to film this anti-Buddhism propaganda. That's amazing. <laughs> what a bunch of dicks. Like, yeah, we'll film in your fucking country. Because, yeah, so, like, Jesus turns in, the, the, the black woman's like, oh, I'm in so much pain because my son dies. And Mimi goes, well, pain is just an illusion. And Jesus goes, only if you're a fucking Buddhist and they're full of shit. I have way better abs than that motherfucker. Yeah. And the concept she's professing here is the idea of like Buddha's idea of like suffering all being in the mind the greatest suffering being that of like being trapped in your own head, all of which like has certain levels of woo to it. But Jesus, or at least the writers of this movie think that Buddha was like, pain is not real. Yeah. Right, right, right. Like he was just like PTSD my ass guys. Just rub some dirt in it. Walk it off. That's, that's (laughs) what Jesus thinks buddha was saying apparently yeah um and and she you know and bruno's like hey man lay off her she just she needs to go back to rehab and jesus like well maybe she just has the wrong religion did you ever think of that yeah pretty fucking bizarre so then bruno gets a call and this is where jesus does some more of his amazing cold reading stuff because he tells him who's calling he's like that's your uh dealer he's gonna be late by about an hour and a half (laughs) whoop-de-doo that's my. That's how I'm using my miracle powers. Yes, exactly. I could levitate shit. Just not doing that. He also tells them not to worry about the storm, which has been the entire beginning of this movie. But <laughs> I guess they just realized that none of that would have made sense for the rest of the movie. So it's like, oh, that whole thing we set up. Nah, nah, nah. Forget about it. It's Remember fine. when there was tension in this movie? <laughs> nah, not, not anymore, though. It's going to just all be about us standing here talking about our backstories from now on. <sighs> And Mimi, I guess, is still like, I guess she's going for jonesing, but I can't tell if it's that or faking an orgasm. Or pretending to have the flu <laughs> on the phone with your boss. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> I mean, I'll admit, I don't know much about heroin addiction, but I don't think it's the sniffles. <laughs> she keeps like lying down, putting her hand on her head. I'm like, I don't think that's what jonesing for heroin looks like, Mimi. So, well, and then, of course, this is where Jesus asks for permission to tell Mimi's backstory and I wanted her to, and she's like yeah okay whatever and I wanted everybody else to go oh no that would be way too personal we wouldn't want to invade her pr- privacy because that would be really fucking boring so we we get her story she was born in a tiny little opium village her dad worked in the opium fields her mom worked in the opium factory they had nothing to eat but opium her dog's name was atropine anyway um, and, <laughs> and, and she was there is one chemistry nerd losing his <laughs> like, yeah, shit no, that right is, now. That is how that's pronounced. Um, so, but she was given to like a, I guess, a monastery, or she grew up in a monastery, so that we can talk shit about Buddhism. Yeah, and the producers of this movie clearly think that like all of Asia is next to a pond covered in flower petals. <laughs> that's how they think that works. It's like the outside of the restaurant. No, I get it. I've been there. I've been there to the restaurant. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Which leads us into what is supposed to be a love story, right? <laughs> it's it's told like a love story. At no point does anyone go, oh, that's fucking horrible, right? So <laughs> Mimi's dad, who works at the heroin factory, Heroin R Us, gets accused of stealing. So they take Mimi and put her in a brothel. One of the worst is sex, literal sex slavery is what this movie describes. Mm-hmm. But then, and literally with the like, like meet cute music, yep. <laughs> Bruno comes into the Bangkok brothel, which he was there for to pay $18 for sex with a nine-year-old, right? 
But he sees <laughs> Mimi instead and buys her. Yep. And the, again, yeah, the cinematography, the soundtrack, everything about this plays the purchasing a sex slave younger than your gr- granddaughter thing as a little romantic story right in the middle of this action movie. Yeah, you know, boy meets girl, girl blows him for the equivalent of 18 U.S. dollars. <laughs> the old chestnut. <laughs> Just like true romance. So and, many great love stories begin with buying someone from a gangster. Well, and then Mimi starts going off about like what a great sex slave owner he is. You know, like, oh, yeah, he beats me a lot less. Yeah. <sighs> anyway. And she says, she says, I was afraid. I didn't know what he was going to do. He could have beat me. He could have R-worded me because this is a Christian movie and we don't want the old women watching it to turn it off. <laughs> Instead, he fed me. Yeah. Yeah, right, right. As though this movie is saying, so like we, when you think about it, sex slaves, like let's not just paint with a broad brush here. Some of the owners are very sweet. Some of those relationships turn out great. It's just a flash cut inside the writer's room. Some guy and his 14 year old wife. Some of those relationships <laughs> turn out great. And this is I also PlayStation. Yeah, in a second. We're doing. <laughs> we're right in the movie. Miku. And this okay. is also where um, we learn that the reason Mimi started doing heroin is because she never felt sophisticated around his friends. Yes, she wasn't comfortable <laughs> enough around his friends. Look, my wife hates all of my friends except for Noah and Heath. She's never tried heroin to get out of it. She's like, oh, another card trick. Do you have any needles filled with poison? <laughs> I have done that around your friends. I have a couple of times. Yeah. But yeah. And, and Bruno, by the way, at this point, this character points out that like, Hey, you know what? Maybe, uh, romanticizing heroin addiction wasn't the way to go here. Jesus. The fuck are you doing, man? And Jesus is like, no, no, we're going with the like, if she had gotten the, it's not your fault speech, she never would have been addicted to drugs. And he's like, oh, okay, cool. Well, we just had to say that contractually. Our lawyer really freaked out. Because <laughs> it really did seem like you were saying that heroin made you more sophisticated. You even tell people that snorting it isn't as bad as shooting. I, it's just, see, it, doesn't, it, it does, seemed though. like odd details that you were given there, Jesus. It does, though. Yeah, and no, he's right. A free he's t-shirt right. from us. <laughs> <laughs> And now Jesus switches over to Rick's backstory. Apparently, that's uh, David A.R. White's character, uh, which I, I watched the credits, by the way. It's R.I.C. because he's so fucking cool. And apparently Rick used to have a twin sister, but she died of the dying death. And that's why he's so angry at stuff. Yeah. She died of a heroin overdose. Well, we'll we'll learn that later. Yeah, yeah. You don't need a backstory to be a cop who hates heroin dealers. <laughs> That's what they're setting up here. You don't yep. need to do that. You know, they were in the writers' room, and he was like, "Yeah, but why does Rick want to stop heroin dealers so much?" And someone <laughs> mm. was like, "Dead sister," and he was like, "Fantastic, heroin heroin, good, good." <laughs> also, I love Charlie. Here goes. See, he 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 had a chick twin. Oh, I guess the parents forgot which one to put the dress on. Because I guess that's an insult or whatever. And I only bring this up because it leads to Davy's I want to kill you face, which is less intimidating than my that password is to correct face. 
It is so <laughs> fucking hilarious to watch him do the whole I'm a badass thing. I could do it for hours, which is good because they give it to me for hours. <laughs> and, and and Jesus's response to this like moment of tension is he goes, Rick, I know you have a very different idea of justice than I do, but you don't even know what the word justice means. And I wanted so badly for Rick's character actually not to know what the word justice <laughs> means. <laughs> Yeah, I do. it's like telomeres. It's it's a thing that goes into your body. Let's say it at the same time. <laughs> Three, two, one. <laughs> it's you didn't say anything. You didn't say anything. Ad anything. I'm, Adjic I'm Batman. <laughs> yeah, and also this is like this is Jesus's idea to to, to cut the tension or whatever. Because okay, so David A. R. White is tied up in the room. Charlie is dying to kill him, and. Jesus turns to Charlie and says, man, this defenseless dude you have tied up really wants to kill you so bad. Like, yeah, we know. Why do you have to? Why would you? Anyway. And of course, Chris, the uh, the black guy's like, hey, hey, we haven't talked about my backstory since like the first scene, people. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and so basically the, the way they transition out of that, he's like, hey, well, what about me? What about the fact that you killed my kid? And he goes, well, I mean, you hate your wife. And he turns to her and he goes, that's why he despises you. And I wrote, well, that's some strong language that we're never going to deal with again <laughs> anytime in this movie. He goes, he thinks that you traded true pain and mourning for self-comforting religious fantasy. And I wrote, yeah, that's a pretty good diagnosis. Yeah, no, that's he's a pretty... Right. We also are learning an interesting apologetic here. This is the... um. Atheism can't be right because you can't yell at it defense. So he's going like, uh, he's like, you know, you tried to cure your pain of your dead son through atheism, but there's no one to be angry at. And I'm like, yeah, because anger is super helpful when someone dies. That gets you right through. If there was no God, then who was it that you were angry at at the first place? Checkmate. Did you just whisper checkmate? No, no, no. I just <laughs> no. Need, uh, checkmate. You guys want some molasses? <laughs> and this is where we learned that Chris is just as equally a sinner as everybody else because he sold subprime mortgages to make his fortune. Right. Which makes him equivalent to the heroin dealer who bought the 17 year old and his hitman. Single A tranches. <laughs> <laughs> and he really? clarifies that, by the way, because the, the Chris is like, well, you're not comparing me to the heroin kingpin right and he's like oh no very much so very yeah, that's exactly so. what <laughs> i'm doing worse i've been nicer to him because <laughs> he's white <laughs> <laughs> by the way there's just one thing before he like lets him go for the whole subprime mortgages thing he does the whole like it's easier for a camel to get through mm -hmm. the eye of a needle than for a rich man to get in heaven and to say that in a shot that features david r white maximumly ironic just wanted to throw that out there <laughs> But How many times do you think camel? David screamed, shoot up, before they were like, David, again, it's just the movie, bud. It's just the movie. Nobody's, nobody's pointing out how much you look like a camel again. Yeah. Someone bring my gold teeth. Well, and then, of course, now that he's equated the, uh, the, the subprime mortgage lender with the heroin kingpin that buys children from brothels, uh, he, he turns to David A.R. White and he's like, you're pretty much just as bad as these guys, too, huh? You deserve to go to hell as well. And, and the reason that he's just as bad as the, like, scammer and the heroin overlord is because he doesn't believe in Jesus? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. That's it. And, and, he, and, and Jesus actually says, this is, this is the exact line. He goes, 
Sadly, if he doesn't repent, I'll be forced to judge him by that decision of his. But don't think I take pleasure in that. In other words, don't make me hit you again. And it, this is where he's like tries to make this about uh, David R. White's like hatred. So mm-hmm. he goes, do you know how my sister died? And I wanted so badly for him to be like, yeah, she choked on a sloppy Joe. What do you think? Happened? <laughs> <laughs> this old thing's been leading up to it. <laughs> we, get, we even get like a flashback to the sister like dead on a on a bed just like mm-hmm. some random girl lying on a bed like oh you see heroin yeah exactly and then jesus says and this is so awesome i'm gonna start using it he says behold me i stand at the door of your heart and i knock behold me that's how i'm gonna start coming on stage and shit now <laughs> Ladies, and, Ladies gentlemen, and gentlemen, behold me! Behold me! That's how we're going to come on stage at ReasonCon. <laughs> Some people beheld way too much of me at Chicago. <laughs> yeah, right. Thanks for blurring those pictures, Jen. Yeah, yeah, no kidding. No kidding. Made them legal, didn't she? So, and then, of course, again, we have to be reminded that Jesus has the mystical powers of caller ID. Um, and, 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 you know, he's, cause, the, cause, um, Bruno's phone rings and he goes, yeah, that's your supplier again. And I wanted Bruno to go like, yeah, no, that's how it rings when Dominic calls, dude. I have a different ring <laughs> when my ma calls. Anyway, yeah, but the heroin apparently has taken longer than a Pequod's pizza. So Mimi is pissed anew. Right. And she's just like, at first she's like super upset and throwing like a heroin tantrum, but then she's fainting from heroin addiction like there's no weird symptom they won't give her that's supposed to be heroin with withdrawal oh, i want her foot. to like cough up needles just like <laughs> great now i've got to swallow that all over again <laughs> she was french in that one so yeah so and then and of course bruno this whole time apparently has had some heroin on him yeah okay I don't think like top level heroin dealers have like little dime bags in their sock of heroin. This <laughs> is not standard. I th- and at this point, I thought Jesus was going to like turn water into methadone or something. <laughs> <laughs> Would have been helpful. No, but he does. But, but he stops. He's about to give her the heroin. And Jesus says, don't do that. And then he takes the bag of heroin and shakes it in front of the fucking addict who is is freaking out for lack of heroin and she's like he's like bet you would like this huh but you shouldn't have it like dude you deserve a kick in the nuts now (laughs) mimi i know what you really want and i wrote in my notes yeah i want some fucking heroin (laughs) yes but don't you dude nobody has ever sucked a dick for jesus okay (laughs) no one robs a liquor store and murders their friend with a pipe for jesus (laughs) yes Well, but in this universe, apparently Jesus can cure your heroin addiction with Reiki because that's the next fucking thing that happens. Yep. He uses his magic hand waving and she is no longer addicted to heroin. And they even have the kind of a kind of a sound effect when he does it. Yeah, he goes, your body is healed. And I wanted him so badly to go, including your poon. And let me tell you, that was some work. I mean, shit, I am God. And that was missed. <laughs> Mimi, Mimi, look at me. Rough. <laughs> Rough, Mimi. And he goes, I love this. Anyways, part. you're welcome. Because we've got to we've got to shit talk Buddha a little bit more. Right. Because he goes like your body is healed, but not your soul. 
But unlike those shit-eating Buddhists, I won't make you suffer through a thousand lifetimes to reach enlightenment. I'll tack it on like a handy carrying case if you just hate fags. She's like, oh, yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> and of course, he goes, like, he's like, hey, have you ever heard about that bit where I, where I died on the cross? I was, <laughs> I was pretty awesome, huh? Was, yeah, he goes, Mimi, do you know what I did on that cross? And I want her to be like, you jerked off? And he's like, no, no. Who told you, I, you a that? dirty That's, rumor. He's like, wrong. That's not at all true. I didn't. And also, okay, so we had one of these impossible to jack off scenes to a couple of weeks ago. We have another one here. Mm, and Impossible? I think so. Okay. And despite the fact, this is the most attractive woman that's ever been in an impossible to jack off to scene. But if you can maintain an erection through Bruce Marciano saying, today you are my precious, precious daughter, you need to see a fucking doctor. Oh, see, I said in my notes, she's pretty used to people asking her to pretend to be their daughter. So I feel like she would have been really comfortable for this. At least if I visited her, she would be. And apparently... <laughs> the daughter experience. Lovely. Oh, it's just me. At Heath Enright. Get it. <laughs> I saw how many people laughed at my Corey Chase joke. <laughs> we know our audience. And apparently this movie is just as bored with itself as I am. This is so weird because the, the the Mimi, she runs up to Bruno and she says, it's great. He cured me of my heroin addiction. And Bruno's like, yeah, that's great, kid. Can you go get me some coffee or sandwiches or something? Literally. <laughs> they send all the women in the movie off to go get sandwiches. Yep. And, I, and, coffee. Well, and coffee. I don't think it was unreasonable. That's both like, <laughs> those two things make sense. Coffee and, and, and the sandwiches. Black girl too. And he turns to her and he's like, hey, uh, you mind getting us some food? I know I threatened to shoot you in the head like 10 minutes ago, but uh, a little sneaky snack. We're, doing, we're <laughs> kind of doing a thing now together. So, uh, yeah. And since that's as close to a thing happening as we're going to get in this movie, we'll use that opportunity to take a break of our own. But before we do, let me give Act 3 the hard sell here. Will we ever acknowledge that the guy who purchased a woman is, by definition, bad? Will we get to see David A.R. White pretend he can punch some more? Will somebody give Charlie something to kill already? Find out the answers to these questions and more when we return for the lingering conclusion of The Encounter 2, Paradise Lost. Rick, I know you love the word justice, but you have no idea what it means. Oh, I know what it means. Dirtbags like this have all the money in the world for lawyers and juries. No, Rick, I mean you literally don't know what that word means. What? Of course I do. Don't do this, Rick. You'll just embarrass yourself. Can I shoot him? Charlie, for the 18th time, man. Sorry, sorry. Rick, I'm here to tell you that... Hard to tear. What? That's what the word justice means. Hard, hard to hard tear. To... No. Do you think that because of uh, because of the genes? No, no, no. Oh, I, I just remembered. It means uh, superheroes. Multiple... A, 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 a group of superheroes. No, no, Rick, that's the Justice League. Just please, just stop. This is getting a Canadian pop singer. You know what? Fuck it. Yeah. You can shoot him, Charlie. I'm just going to go work on this mm. Thai hooker a little more. Yay! When your skin turns yellow. <laughs> and we're back for yet more of this boundless banality. And when we last left our uh, heroes... Bruno was... Uh, who? Who would be who? I don't even know. Well, when we last the left our, our... We have many antagonists. Yeah. <laughs> when we last left our antagonists, Bruno had sent all the ladies off to do lady work so they could have some man talk about Mimi's sudden heroin addiction cure. 
<laughs> he basically sits down and he's like, hey, uh, look, thanks for the whole hoobie-doobie uh, curing my wife's uh, heroin addiction thing, but uh, I want you to know I'm not convinced. Yeah, normally I would shoot you yeah. for this. All right, Kreskin, you're looking at that bullshit. <laughs> and my junkie wife calm down or I'd shoot you. And Jesus is like, or would you? And he's like, I would. Would you? <laughs> yes. He goes, <laughs> You know, any man that messes with my wife's mind dies. And I wanted him to be like, I killed four magicians. Four. <laughs> I know where that bird was. <laughs> In their butts. And then I, I also love, because again, <laughs> they're treating this like a romantic little thing, right? So they're like, they're like, uh, you remember when you and Mimi used to take walks on the beach together? And we get a little walking on the beach thing. You know, Jesus chastises him for not being Christian enough to save her soul or whatever. Yeah, and he goes, look, Bruno, I know you're sorry about the heroin hole, the kingpin thing, but you have to be <laughs> magic sorry. <laughs> and that's it. Right. That is truly it. He's like, what do you mean? He's like, you know, just like, Ooh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> you can't ask the people you hurt to forgive you. You've got to ask me. Yeah, right. It's right. Weird. Yeah. And then Bruno's like, but Jesus, I'm getting out of the game. And he's like, yeah, well, this subprime mortgage asshole did that. You, you, you're still as bad as him. Right. And Chris keeps going like, again, again, yes. I feel like this comparison isn't mortgage uh, broker, heroin kingpin. Well, equal. It's, equal. Yeah. And also, because he's like, uh, Chris is like, well, you know, yeah, man, it was a bad thing. And that's why I like stop doing that job and doing it. Cause I realized it was a bad thing. And he's like, yes, but who told you it was a bad thing, Chris? And I was like, nobody. I just, I just knew. And she's like, Nope, we can't have that. Our whole religion kind of falls apart with that. So, no, uh, no, you see you walked away. Wait, I got it. You walked away because that isn't that a uh, part of it. When to being <laughs> bad is being bad. And then stopping is like the extra bad. <laughs> it's the worst well, thing to do is to stop being bad. What? <laughs> but but then the argument goes further. Jesus actually says he's like your dead son's faith was too much for you. That's why you did it. And you realize that your god of atheism wasn't real. What? And that's why you walked away from your business. Yeah, and in the middle of all that, he takes a very anti-moral action stance, right? Like, it's he he just goes like, oh, you did the moral thing, did you? Well, bully for you, you little pussy. That's not going to be enough. <laughs> right. And Chris, of course, is all like, am I being detained? All right, Dad. Yeah, I'm out of here. This interview is over. I wanted him to pull his <laughs> mic off. Yeah, right. <laughs> so then we, we finally get the fuck out of that room for a minute so we can head off to the kitchen to check on those sandwiches and subtly remind you that the black girl still has a gun. Right, because she's cutting the sandwiches with it. <laughs> right. <laughs> Spreading butter on the fucking yeah, like boy, do I not have a gun now? Where is that roast beef? Hmm. Yeah, really weird conversation with uh, Mimi. She's like, uh, "Are we in danger, Asian smack whore?" She's like, "Yeah, you and your husband and the Lord Jesus Christ should be fine, but I am worried about the cop." <laughs> so that's what's happening here. Right. Yeah, and and of course she's bitching at her. Uh, the Mimi's now bitching at her for not being Christian because Mimi has been Christian for minutes on end now. And the 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 wife goes like, well, I tried to be a Christian and then my son dies. Where do you go when the worst thing happens? And I just wrote, Zales? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. You get it. <laughs> um, but I have a note about that line. 
Maybe, look, it's not a contest. It's not a contest. And when your kid dies, that's terrible. But maybe don't tell the sex slave <laughs> about, like, how hard it is to be you. You, know, it's, I, I'm not saying it's a contest, but I'm just saying, like, if we compared, if it's a scale, I just, I'm just saying, you're fine. <laughs> Right. You didn't just need miracle cures for your heroin addiction slash poon. Yeah. Yeah. But the important thing we learn here is that she can't love a God who killed her son with a tsunami strikes me as reasonable, uh, but uh, not, I guess it's not. Yeah. So now we go back to the room where this movie is, but now there's sandwiches and I, right. And coffee. And coffee. And Again. and that's actually important because the the wife, Helen, walks up to uh, David A.R. White and she, she has a cup of coffee. She clearly has a cup of coffee in her hand. And she says to Bruno, can I untie him and give him something to eat? You know, eat some coffee? Well, <laughs> it could have been a cup of sandwich. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. I don't know. Guys, check out Heath's new burgeoning <laughs> business. Uh, he's on an episode of Shark Tank coming out. Uh, cup of sandwich. <laughs> they were not kind to him. So as much support as you can give, we'd really appreciate it. Also, this is where we learned that somehow, while tied up to the chair, David A.R. White has come across the switchblade... Did yep. he have that buried in his skin? I don't know. But he, he stabbed is... himself in the spine with it right before <laughs> the I'll never expect this. <laughs> I'm sorry, what happened? Nothing. It's fine. Tie me up. You Quit. won't. Before I bleed out. So, yeah, so we cut the. Yeah, he has a knife in his hand, and he's just now thought, hmm, this knife in my hand would be great for sewing through these ropes. So he starts to, starts to cut his way out of the ropes. This will take him approximately 35 minutes. And we cannot emphasize how large and obvious this knife no, is. He has the fucking crocodile yes! Dundee knife. <laughs> yes. But while he's doing that, we have to go back to uh, like Jesus giving Bruno some life advice or whatever about how he should turn himself into the police. Right. And and Bruno's response instead of like, no, I don't want to go to prison for the rest of my life or no, I'm just going to live my life not doing things anymore is like, that's not fair. To which Jesus responds, oh, yeah, was it fair that I had to schlep all the way down from heaven and pay for your sins? Huh? <laughs> like, you ever been crucified, Bruno? I don't want to hear about your petty bullshit getting raped in the butt occasionally. It's nothing. It's nothing. <laughs> also, also, and I'm surprised we didn't bring this up in the last one, but Shouldn't Jesus be Jewish? Yeah, but then that whole sandwich scene would have taken an hour and a half. It's like, <laughs> oh, baloney, huh? <laughs> you don't, I'm so sorry. I don't want to be that guy, but uh, I did not ask for mayo. <laughs> Could you just, no, I, actually, I don't want you to scrape it off because then there's still mayo on the bread. There's just less mayo. <laughs> so what I need is, and this is whole grain bread anyways, and I very clearly asked for seven nut. Or something like it. <laughs> I mean, seven nut and whole grain, they're not similar. They're not. Mm. I'm lactose intolerant. So, <laughs> so now Mimi is talking, uh, trying to talk Bruno into listening to Jesus and turning himself in. And it's like, you know, okay, step back for a second. What you have here is a, an owned sex slave asking her 90-year-old husband to maybe go to jail well, she's got the money, you know, and she's he's like, do you have maybe an ulterior motive? What? No, you're crazy. You're no, funny. I'm Rob no. Jesus. He cured yeah. my heroin addiction. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I did not take that bag back from him and snorted in the other room. <laughs> also, okay. Then we get one of these incredibly bizarre, like, why the fuck did you put this in your own movie moments where Jesus is talking to the, to the black couple, Helen and, and Chris, and, and he's like, you know, one thing that I hate about people is the way they get all bitchy when I murder their kids. You guys are so fucking whiny. You should, that should draw you together when I kill your children. Yeah. And Chris's response is perfect. He goes, hey, if you don't like it when we react badly, maybe stop killing people's kids. And Jesus is like, oh, so tired of hearing this. <laughs> Keith says that to me constantly. And like, Stop killing people's kids if you don't like the reaction. You are wanted man again. We keep having to change your name. <laughs> but but Jesus's reaction is to put a hand on his like a there there hand on his shoulder. And Chris leaps up as though he'd grabbed them by the sack. And then he like tattles on him. He's like, oh, well, if you don't want a shoulder pat, uh, just so you know, he was going to totally wait for the storm to hit, walk into the waves, <laughs> shoot himself while taking poison over lava with a noose around his <laughs> Narc. And yeah, right. And the wife is like, how dare you be suicidal at me? Like, you're missing the point, lady. You're not the one who's supposed to get pissed here. But she runs off and Mimi chases her because, you know, they're both ladies. Right. Uh, and 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 Chris turns to Jesus and she's like, I didn't want to hurt her. And Jesus says, I know. And Chris says, well, why the fuck did you tell her then, asshole? Because I hadn't hurt her. Dick. <laughs> anyway, so now we cut off to Helen off crying somewhere. And this is where I realized that Mimi's lines. Again, I watched this with Czech subtitles. Mimi speaking her lines and me reading the Czech subtitles equally understandable. Yeah. She she comes in, she goes, you okay? And she's like, no, did you miss the like husband going to kill himself part? And she's like, yeah, my English isn't great. And I'm picking up every other sentence here. <laughs> <laughs> also, just they storm out of the hostage area. <laughs> right? this, this is not a very tight hostage situation. We don't need to get shit together. You're not allowed to just let people storm out Kidnapping or anything is out. completely so off the rails, boss. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, so now we go back into the room because they, 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 I guess she gets over her suicidal husband pretty quick. So they go back in there and Chris is giving Jesus some shit. He's like, hey man, you know, like you're kind of dancing around this but why did you kill my kid to which jesus is like i feel like you're overlooking the um the apple thing did you read about it because we wrote about that in the book the apple remember and yeah this is where we're gonna get the free will argument now again they could have had their son killed in any number of ways but we're now gonna argue that free will creates tsunamis tsunamis <laughs> Sprung from the evil heart of man. Yep. Uh, and and they, they they triple down on this. Yes. When when man fell, the world fell with him. Thus, tornadoes. Yeah. People choose to be killed by tsunamis. And David A.R. White is, is saying to Jesus, he's like, hey, you know, uh, if you're omnipotent, why do you just watch people get raped? And even like and, and again. You didn't have to bring this up. It's your movie. He goes like, if I saw some get, someone getting raped, I'd stop them. If I didn't, I'd be evil as fuck. And Jesus is like, <laughs> I cry when it happens. Like some a lot, though. <laughs> yeah. Like a like he's, a billion rape tears. So, I yes. cried. That is what he's, his actual response is, I cry a million tears. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, 
That's not. Is it lewd for you? I wanted David R. White to be like, look, if I walked by an ally where someone was getting raped and I was like, I'm going to cry a million tears about this, you'd still think I was an (laughs) asshole. (laughs) Right? That doesn't change the morality. No, like so many tears. (laughs) I think you're underestimating how many a billion is. I don't think you're really thinking about the exponential growth here. That's a lot. I get really dehydrated. And the crucifix thing. That (laughs) prepaid for a lot of rapes. That's the math. Huh? Ow. Look at this. I'm going to pinch you. I'm going to pinch you. (laughs) Imagine that a thousand times. But for like a day and a half. (laughs) A couple hours anyway. Yeah. Yeah. And of course, and apparently Chris is not yet satisfied with the, your your son chose to die of a tsunami with his free will. So he goes like, I don't get it though, Jesus. How did my son's death benefit your kingdom? He says, by bringing you into it. He says, so you killed my son to get my attention? And Jesus says, it sounds really bad when you say it. Well, when you put it that way, yeah. But, like, it wasn't... I mean, I guess I could have just, like, made you really happy. Oh, fuck. I should have made you really happy and then come and see you. (laughs) To be fair, you didn't bring that up until just now, so... And and they show us a little, like, flashback of this Jesus (laughs) moment. It's so stupid. So, quick recap. Here's what's happening. Tim, the son who died in the tsunami, he was worried that his dad was an atheist. Mm -hmm. And the flashback shows like Jesus standing behind him and smiling like an idiot at this point (laughs) and being like, I know what to do. So the plan, (laughs) the plan from Jesus was to kill Tim with a tsunami, but also like 230,000 other people (laughs) so that Chris, his dad could eventually become Christian. Yeah. That's the plan. Yep. Right. That's it. And also, by the way, in Czech, Timothy is Timotajum. <laughs> so, so, and based on that, based on that, Chris now accepts Jesus too. And this is when Mimi and his wife walk in and they're so happy to see him accepting Christ. <laughs> yeah. And she says, she's like, oh my God. And he's like, I'm so sorry. I was suicidal. And she's like, no, you have to forgive me. And he's like, you forgive me first. No, you hang up. No, you hang up. <laughs> Keith gets it. So, yeah, yeah, the cure for drug addiction and suicidal depression is Jesus. Seems like those psychiatrists are total waste, huh? <laughs> and this is where Jesus is like, oh, well, by the way, I mean, I could totally bring back Timothy okay, if I yes. feel like it. And he's like, oh, so you can bring back my son. So, so do, do that. that. <laughs> no, like, no, no, he's no. having a great time. He's, no, a he's a, You wouldn't want it. He's, a, he's in heaven. He's like, no, I want that. I want that. Just do it for one second. Just yeah, five minutes. Five minutes. He's like, me... uh, oh, uh, I, bring, no. bring a perfect copy back. Let I... him stay there, but bring me a copy because I miss my son. <laughs> but then there'd be two. I'm the, right. I'm, I'm, I'm the uh, yeah, when you I'm, say I'm the, I guess. Uh, I'm going to do it right now. Poof, smoke bomb. And he's gone. <laughs> right, right. Disappears like Batman or something. And of course, he, Helen thanks Jesus for saving Chris's soul. And he's like, it's so nice to hear you call me Lord again. But how about daddy? How about we try daddy? Maybe master too far. It's a race thing. All right, fine, fine. fine. No, I get it. I get it. I'm cool. Tries to go for the fist bump. <laughs> oh, that's no? terrorist. That's Muslim terrorists. I forget. I'm so sorry. So sorry. Yeah, and then he, he turns to the two of them and he goes, I have so much in store for you both. And I'm like, Ugh. something's going into somebody's ass. So creepy. Yeah. He does the super creepy rape smile right when he says it, too. Yeah. It's gross. Let's get this porno started. <laughs> yeah, right. Or yeah, Eli likes it. I thought it was gross. <laughs> and then and then Charlie gets pissed because they haven't dug enough into his backstory. 
So we start talking about Charlie's backstory. Charlie, by the way, <laughs> killed him a bar when he was only three. He says, all you need to know about my life is the first person I ever killed. And Jesus is like, yes, you were 15 years old at the time. He's like, yeah, pretty badass. And do you remember what he said? He said, please, God, don't kill me. And he thought I was God. And Jesus has to be like, no, no. Like, no, that's it's just, just a... Please God is a is just like a uh, it goes. Please God, comma. <laughs> please God is just like a oh no, and then don't kill me was the part he was talking. Oh, to. you're yeah, fucking sure me. He was calling me good. I mean, I can get him. I'll bring him back and have him tell you. <laughs> that guy didn't make it to heaven, so it's not it's not a big deal for me to yeah. So and 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 now okay, so Charlie again. The whole plan here was for David A. R. White to shoot Bruno and then. Uh, Charlie to shoot David A.R. White. So now Charlie's realizing, man, this is stupid. I'm waiting for a guy who's tied up to shoot someone, and I have a gun. Satan's an idiot. This whole plan is fucking... <laughs> so un- God damn it. I should have just done what I said before. <laughs> so now Charlie like pulls out his gun and makes to shoot Bruno, but Mimi steps in between him and the gun. And, of course, Davy is still furiously, impotently sawing at his ropes. Also... Why isn't Jesus stepping in? Like, this whole gun battle back and forth, people standing in front of each other, the immortal guy never goes like, no, me. He Jesus very clearly is like, oh, no, no, that thing with the wrist stung. You guys figure this out amongst yourselves. <laughs> Ouch. Yeah, because well, because Bruno has decided at this point, he's like, you know, no, you know, I think I'm going to listen to Jesus and turn myself in and spend my last 15 years getting butt raped in a prison. And, uh, and, and, and Charlie's like, I don't think that's a good idea, boss. And he's like, I don't think our Lord would lead us astray. So yeah, that's when he pulls the gun on him. And of course, right then, this is when Rick finally breaks out of his rope and he's about to jump up and kick some ass, but Jesus stops him first. Yeah. Okay. Jesus stops time. Like Zach fucking Morris. (laughs) (laughs) Here's the thing though. At that moment. They show a shot of David A.R. White. He finally gets his hands free, and he has a gun in his hand all of a sudden, out of nowhere. <laughs> there, and we're going to find out in a second. It makes even less sense in the next Yeah, because he's, he's not going to have it a, a few seconds later. Yeah, but before he can jump up and kick ass or whatever, you know, Jesus has to have this, is this really what you want kind of a moment with him or whatever. He's like, you know, your dead sister's in heaven, though. Do you want to go to hell and miss out on all the dead sister? Yeah, like, oh, I thought we were going to do the good guy thing. And he's like, yeah, I'm a cop who's going to kill the guy with the gun who's a heroin dealer who's <laughs> sticking us up. No, that's the bad thing. Okay. okay. No, 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 um, no. I want you to let him murder the, <laughs> the drug dealer because, the, and then maybe you, I'm not, <laughs> I don't like cops. Is what my character's communicating? I don't know. <laughs> and then he goes like, and, and Jesus has this line here, which, apparently somebody thought was important enough to put on the IMDB quotes. He goes, you know, Rick, hatred kills more people every year than heroin. And I wanted to be like, hell, I took out 15 times the annual heroin death rate with that one tsunami. I mean, it's not really that big a deal. You know, coastal warning system would be a better use of your time. As someone addicted to hatred, I found that a very offensive line. I just want to say <laughs> someone who makes his living dealing hatred. <laughs> If we were the heroin atheists, that would be a very upsetting <laughs> Right. No, exactly. And okay, so now David A.R. White, who, like he said, had a gun in his hand just moments ago, doesn't. So now he <laughs> they just di- forgot. Yes. They forgot. Clearly. They showed it with the gun in the shot. 
so, so stupid. Now he dives for because when Chris passed the gun off to Helen, she put it behind a pillow. Apparently, it looked like she was shoving up her ass. We didn't mention that. Why weren't they just using that gun <laughs> earlier? Just no. you had a gun this whole time. Shoot the guys who were hostage takers. Nothing. No. Well, they had to wait for him to saw through his ropes, I guess. So he dive rolls for the gun in the you know fucking park Christian movie parkour fashion that he moves. And he immediately like jumps up with a gun and <laughs> shoots at Charlie, but hits Bruno. And he's like, fuck, I should have. There was a guy in between. I should check for that next time. Like 50 doves fly up out of somewhere. <laughs> I don't know. Right. And Bruno dies and we get like this again, tender goodbye between yes. a Bangkok hooker and the man who bought her. <laughs> Jerry the, what Africa. we're supposed to be feeling at this point in the movie is sad. I guess. <laughs> right? <laughs> I don't know. So, yeah. And also, there was this amazing shot. It took me a second to figure out what's going on here. But there's this amazing shot where we are looking at the room from the perspective of Bruno's soul rising to heaven from his body. <laughs> I was hoping there'd be like one of those cue cards you were talking about. <laughs> How bullshit is it? No. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, so he gives his his uh, I'm really going to miss you Mimi monologue or whatever. And Charlie runs off. So so Davy Davy A.R. White has to has to go chase him. And, and these actors could not more obviously try to unnaturally get into this pool because David R. White like side tackles him into the pool and they roll around <laughs> a little bit and then they both stand up and they're like. Okay, fight in the pool? Yeah, fight in the pool. pool. But not pool a fight. Let's be serious. A pool, like three inches of water. Yes, it's the right. least dramatic pool you could possibly fight in. Also, like this character, Charlie, has been shot from what we can see in the kidney. He's got a big red splotcher on his kidney, and he's that's giving him a bit of a limp. You know, he can still run at a pretty good clip, but he's he's limping a bit. Right. And and they're fighting, by the way, like Water slows down your movement. So they should be like, oh, God, aerobics, right? But instead they do the world's, you know, it's almost slow motion, but without slow motion. Because they're very clearly like, and then I kick you, elbow. It's so good. Yeah, it's some of that turn-based punching yes. and fighting. Yes. Like they might as well roll dice between each move. Like, all right, now I swing my broadsword for eight hits. Oh, so stupid. And also, David A.R. White throws a punch like Byron Leftwich throws a fucking football. He's got to reach back behind him and get his punch. It's fucking amazing. You know, um, it's kind of racist when you make up weird names like that. <laughs> they have normal names and like that's Byron is a enough. pretty normal <laughs> name. Yeah, left so witch, left witch, <laughs> left witch. <laughs> a human is named left witch, and you were like Byron is what you're making fun of. <laughs> well, you know, we all share the same surnames. Basically, I just want to throw that out. Left witch so in a cup. That's my other name. <laughs> Mostly molasses. <laughs> You don't want to know where that nope. stuff comes from. Nope. Um. So, yeah. So we get to watch <laughs> David A. White getting punched for a really long time, which almost made the whole movie worth it, really. Watching this amazingly clumsy fucking fight scene almost made the rest of the movie worth it. Um. But eventually they're done fighting and <laughs> just done. No one's dead. So no one's knocked out. They're just no. done. And, and this it's is just... great because whoever made this movie 
very clearly wants us to see like, oh, they're different, but they're the same. So it pulls out and we see them in similar positions, but it's shot so badly that it's impossible to tell that that's what they're trying for unless you've seen good filmmakers do it. <laughs> right. <laughs> It felt like one of those like middle school fights where like it kind of ends and nobody knows whether they even want to keep like, fighting. Man, like, I, I feel really like it thought could get worse. the gym teacher was going to show up by now. You want to keep going? Yeah, or, everybody's uh, crying. I have a stitch. So are we still fighting or no? Yes. yes? No. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so yeah, because I mean, again, when they do this fadeaway, like. Charlie's just over there catching his breath. He's not unconscious. He's not handcuffed. Nothing. So, yeah. but <laughs> He's drowning in three inches of water. Yeah. <laughs> so stupid. Like a baby. Yes. <laughs> I can't swim. Stand up then. Um, Wait, like a baby? <laughs> babies can drown in very in what little life water. life experience are you? Ba- Never mind. <laughs> no, babies can drown in very little water. You put your kid in the bath, you come back dead. <laughs> Everyone true. can Tweet drown in the equally shallow <laughs> Moving on. No, it's much more common for babies to drown. Yes, it's it's definitely more common when you're drowning something for it to have been a baby. No, not (laughs) drowning, not actively. I'm not talking about how to, I'm talking about accidental drownings. In order, it's babies, little people, that's how molasses is made, normals. No, Jesus Christ. Eli's going to be a dad one day. (laughs) Not for long, yeah, but um, so now I guess. a point. (laughs) For a little short burst. Now, this is is what I was talking about, about the babies, guys. Check it out. Look, look. Um, Yeah, so so now we got. God, Jesus. I can't get out now. Um, So now the story's over, I guess. So we cut to David A.R. White sitting on a beach, and apparently, before he sat on the beach, he he made himself a little sand chair to sit on. I don't know. <laughs> Those are nice. So Tony Shaw's comic sidekick shows up. This is his boss from earlier. And he's like, yeah, you know, you shot at people in Thailand after I told you not to, but you know, you're crazy. You're okay. It's okay. It's okay. You're back on the job, man. You're back on the job. You want to help us take down all of his contacts that are all over the world. Yeah, that's what the <laughs> DEA does. They have an unlimited travel budget. And now we have the clumsiest ending ever. Oh God, this is so is, amazing. The devil, Mr. DeVille appears and is like, ha, uh, this looks like I win this one. And then behind him appears Jesus. And Jesus is like, for now, but I'll eventually win. And then there's like a weird flash shot of both of them. And then the movie ends. Well, right. He goes, he goes, Jesus goes, it's not over yet, Mr. DeVille. We're going to do it like a TV series, I think. Or maybe a third, maybe we third. No, TV series. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, there's a lot of weirdly spaced standing <laughs> in, in this movie. It's like Ferris Bueller at the museum. And yeah. they're all angled. Uh-huh. And I, I really wanted this to just to keep going. So like. You zoom out and like Muhammad is behind Jesus now giving a speech and then Buddha's behind him and then Buddha's mom scolding Buddha. Yeah. No, it just ends. Yeah. And then, yeah, then we get the credits and I just, I I love that the legal disclaimers force them to call Jesus a fictional character, not based upon any person living or dead. You know, so like the, the last scion can't show up with her lawyer or whatever. And so I'm just like, Oh, our estate didn't really get anything 
So you made this. a movie about my son. <laughs> 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 All right. So, and yes, that's it. That's it. if you were wondering. Well, was nothing resolved? I, I feel like nothing was resolved. You are correct. Very good. So, but before we finish this up, I had to share this eight star review from IMDb with you because a eight stars. Yeah, out of ten. Yeah, we we need to be reminded sometimes. <laughs> that's such a funny that amount. We, yeah, right. Right. Yeah. B I minus. Mostly I like this. It. Yeah. What? Well, hey, you know what? Eleven out of nineteen people found this helpful. Who am I to ignore the opinion of the majority? I'm not the president. Okay. So here it is. And I quote, I just watched Paradise Lost and I admit I cried a few times. <laughs> I wonder where I liked it just as much as the first, maybe even a bit more. The conclusion was a lot better than the first. I know that the characters were different from the norm of what you'd expect to see in an American cafe, but each character represented the experience of multitudes of people around the world. Blah, blah, blah. Good to see what? David A.R. White playing the role of the police officer in Thailand. I shit you not. This is actually written in there. That Jason Statham-esque scene was well coordinated, <laughs> by the way. I guarantee what? you which, David A.R. White wrote this goddamn review. That? Scene was Jason Statham esque. <laughs> they mean the fight scene. I, I know guess. in my heart, I know they mean the fight scene, but I want to know what this person thinks about other things in the world. <laughs> <laughs> I want to know so. I want him to read Tale of Two Cities and give me his review. <laughs> I just want to know, like, I want a, a captured audio of every time that guy has used the suffix "esk." Yeah, I, I, I also want to remake this movie with Jason Statham and like Gary Busey. <laughs> this Red Robins esque. <laughs> All right. Well, since this movie's clearly allowed to exploit tragedies for no reason but that exploitation, I suppose we can do the same. So, to sum things up, I ask you this: If this movie was a natural disaster, what natural disaster would it be? Oh, uh, Pulse Massacre. <laughs> I think that was natural because it was inspired by God. Oh, right. And mm -hmm. Steve Falling Anderson in. enjoyed it. Yeah, no, it's just yeah. like a tsunami. It's all about free will. Exactly. Jade Helm. Oh. I was going to go with Hurricane Katrina because even though it's a disaster, it's also pretty racist. But oh. now I'm going to switch to your baby drowning in a tub because <laughs> you get to keep the toys. Oh, God. Right? <laughs> You do get to keep the toys. Do you? Like they don't make you. No, I don't think they do. I don't think they do. What? In they my take experience, the toys? I've never had to give back the toys. No, I feel so. like they should take the toys. Now, <laughs> no. now that you said it, I feel like if it's you drowned your baby weird... in a tub, we got some bad moms who listen to this show. If you lost your baby, <laughs> let us know if you've still got the toys and how much you want for them. Yeah, and well, that toys are patrons. <laughs> No, because nobody's going to hear that, not even the patrons. <laughs> I keep saying that and then leaving it in the show, you know, so I'm totally fucking myself here. And well, that's going to do it for our review of The Encounter 2 Paradise Lost. That's not going to do it for the episode just yet because we still need to make your heart flutter for next week. So, Eli, tell us what's on deck. Oh, well, I'm going out of town and that means Wicked Vultures 2. Which is the fourth movie in the Vultures of Horror, just because yeah, the numbering is weird. So, yeah, if you're newer of to the six. show and you're, yeah, whatever, and you're worried about getting lost, be sure to check out episodes 37, 51, and 61 to get all caught up. Or don't, because nothing really happened matter. in the first three of these movies. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But hopefully, finally, we're going to get Cornell West in the floating chairs. We've been teased with that for a long time now. We really have. And we're still making Eli do the show. 
Yeah, no, Eli will still oh, be still here. There. We just got Yeah, no, we've just got to record a little early. So in case anybody gets suicidal now that Trump's... You know what? I'm not even going to say it. So with that to look forward to, we're going to bring episode 75 to a merciful close. Once again, a huge thanks to all the Patreon donors that help make the show go. If you'd like to count yourself among their ranks, you can make a per-episode donation at patreon.com slash godawful and thereby earn early access to every episode. You can also help us a ton by leaving us a five-star review on iTunes and by sharing the show on all your various social media platforms. And if you enjoyed this show, be sure to check out our sibling shows, The Scathing Atheist and The Skeptocrat, available on iTunes, Stitcher, and wherever else podcasts live. If you have questions, comments, or cinematic suggestions, you can email godawfulmovies at gmail.com. The theme song for this episode was written and performed by Ryan Slotnick of Evil Drafts on Mars and was used with permission. If you like what you hear, hear more by following the links on the show notes for this episode. Thanks again for giving us a chunk of your life this week. For Heath Enright and Eli Bosnick, I'm No Illusions, promising to work hard to earn another chunk next week. Until then, we'll leave you with the Breakfast Club close. The Lord Jesus Christ went on to mend the relationship between a German man and his son by causing a second Holocaust. Mimi went on to be a former heroin-addicted prostitute widow Thai woman with no marketable skills and a religion aboard by 98.8% of her country's population. I'm sure that worked out great for her. Mr. DeVille opened a nightclub called Satine's, colon, I'm the Devil Lucifer. (laughs) It was a huge success. Rick, I know you love the word justice, but you have no idea. Oh, no, you're Jesus. Oh, I'm Jesus in this one. Okay. Sorry. That's what I was asking about. Rick, I know you love the... Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. It's a little girl with her eyes in (laughs) the Navy. (laughs) Gonna be a really hard edit, guys. Uh, So then we cut over to Davey. Who's too easy a week. (laughs) I'm done. Okay. (laughs) No, you're not. (laughs) We're done. So. (laughs) The preceding podcast was a production of Puzzle and a Thunderstorm, LLC. Copyright 2017. All rights reserved.